What's up? It's your girl, Tanaka Johnson, and this is Sit With That Podcast. So let's jump right into it. I want to start by saying, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And you're probably wondering, well, what is Tanaka sorry about? I'm sorry because I may not have made a promise to you, but I made one to myself to be here every week with new content for you. And I've been away for about two weeks. But listen, let me explain what happened. Give me a chance. (laughs) This past week, I was celebrating Officer Friendly's birthday. Officer Friendly is my husband, Pastor Aaron, and my coworkers call him Officer Friendly. They say it's because he's always smiling every time he sees it, every time he sees them. And he's had people ask him the question, well, do you ever have a bad day? And his response is so profound. Every time I hear him say it, it just blesses me because I can't say that I've always operated like this. And he'll say, it's not that I don't have bad days. I just don't let my bad days have me. Isn't that awesome? Sit with that. Listen, before the week before that, I was invited to speak at a women's gathering and it was amazing. You're talking about a group of women who were just full of the joy of the Lord and excited and had a whole lot of energy. They were living their blessed life. You hear me? Their blessed life. They were up all night. So I had to speak. I was asked to speak on soul care. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I got this. This has been my life, caring for my soul after all that I've gone through or all that I've gotten through. (laughs) Soul care, sure, I've got that. So it's late in the night and it's time for the panelists to come up and speak on uh, their particular topic. And the host, she was absolutely amazing She's She's got to be like a part-time comedian. She's a great teacher, but she was so funny. So she's doing this awesome introduction, and I'm not even sure who she's introducing. She's talking about the Edge Ministry. Now, if you don't know about the Edge Ministry, you're going to have to Google it. But she's talking about the not having any edges ministry and how bad that can make you feel. So this is her lead up or her segue into introducing me to talk about soul care. And she seemed like really broken about this no edge ministry. And I'm laughing and she finally segues into yeah Tanaka tell us about how we can deal with this and I'm like I have no idea but trust me if you put the right stuff on those edges they will grow back but what is most important is what's happening on the inside what I've learned is that everything that really matters starts on the inside and that, you know, I've told you guys that my boy, he's James, right? The book of James. So I also like Timothy. So in First Timothy 4 and 16, it says that we need to pay close attention to ourselves and to our teaching, persevere in these things. So as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and those who hear you sit with that. That is a powerful scripture. It's talking about paying attention to our soul. 
Now, we're not saying this like in a prideful way or a self-centered way, because uh, I've done that before where I make statements like, you know, I got to take care of myself because ain't nobody else going to do it. And I think one time I made that statement, I was convicted because I was like, wow, did you even consider that God hears what you're saying? How how do you think he might feel about you saying that? Or your husband or your very close friends who love you. They've got you. Just stop saying things out of pride because you know better than anybody else that you want people to care for you and to come see about you. Wow, this song just jumped in my head. I don't know who it's by. It's uh maybe from the 70s. It might be Aretha Franklin. Come see about me. But anyway, I'm going to stay focused. So <laughs> we were talking about soul care. So I'm sitting there and it was as if uh, a magician had come into the room and made all of my thoughts disappear. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, O-M-G. Like, I know this stuff. Like, where did it go? What am I going to say? So in that moment, I had to believe what I've been saying for years, that if you open your mouth, the Lord will feel it. So I had to put that practice into play right then and just open my mouth. So this awesome illustration comes out and uh, I won't go into that, but I kept repeating the same thing over and over again about how even with everything else that we do, every practice we have, there were like seven principles that I never really got to. But even with all of that, I kept coming back to this certain staple in the principles of soul care. And it was that you have to take yourself into the presence of God. Like you have to do that, like as much as possible, taking yourself into the presence of God. It's just like when your body needs something, it tells you when your stomach's growling or hurting, it's telling you you're hungry or in my case that you might have gas (laughs) or Mother Nature might be coming for a visit. That might be TMI, but anyway, we, we all get it. When my head's hurting, it's telling me that I've got a sinus, something going on, or a tension headache that is normally brought on by these two teenagers that I live with. (laughs) But you get my point, right? Our body tells us when we need to check, when we need to go and check it out to make sure everything's operating right, right? So how do we know when our soul's operating right? Oh my goodness. So again, I'm there and I'm just opening my mouth, believing that God will fill it. And the two things that came to mind, and I'm like, oh, I've got to share this with my friends, was identity. And I'm not even sure if I shared this with the group, but they came to my mind either later or in that moment, and I just didn't say them, but it was identity. How important it is that our identity in Christ is the foundation of a healthy soul. It determines how we behave, how we believe about about ourselves, what it influences, our maturity, our peace, all of it. See, but my problem was I had a major problem with my identity. I often believe lies about myself rather than the truth. 
And that's really what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. The power of a lie. The power of a lie is when you come in agreement with it. Whatever you agree with, you give power to it. If you agree with the truth and you hold on to the truth, the truth will set you free. But if you agree with a lie, its influence will cause you to have a stronghold in your life. So my thing was, okay, I've had this happen so much. I began to go before God, like, how do I deal with these lies that I just keep believing and negating what your truth is about me, what you said about me? And it came to this. I had to constantly renew my mind. There was a need for me to renew my mind. And I did this by holding on to the truth of God's word. And it wasn't the truth alone that set me free. It was holding on to the truth in the face of a lie. So when I was sitting there, the enemy's telling me, oh, you don't know this stuff. You won't remember it. Um, Your memory is being affected. All of this is going on while I'm sitting here trying to present to this wonderful group of women. These lies are being brought to my mind. And I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? I cannot believe this because this is not who I am. I know better at this point. I had to continue to hold on to the truth in the face of the lie over and over again. That's when you get set free. Or should I say how you get set free? Because it's a process. Even at this particular gathering, I had to fight off the lies of the enemy with the truth over and over again. See, I grew up in a verbally and physically abusive home. So I struggled with the lie that something was wrong with me that I was not lovable, I was not enough. And what happened was I began to act out sexually as a, in my teen years and even into my early 20s. I did this in an effort to secure love. Now, I didn't know that that was what I was doing. I learned that later. But sadly, even after doing all of that, it only left me feeling more unlovable and used. It left me with so much guilt and shame and the list goes on and on. But this wasn't who I was in Christ. I'd learned that I'd been forgiven and adopted and that I was a daughter of the king. You know, that the father chose me and you out of a heart full of love to be holy and blameless in his sight. Oh, God. I learned these things and I had to put those things into practice and believe them. I had to do the work to uncover the lies that had been built up in my mind for so many years. Now, this was not easy, but I had to do it. And when I did it, I found that there were wrong beliefs at the root of these lies. Those thoughts that I believe, like, I'm not enough. I'm not lovable. Something must be wrong with me. No one will ever love me. Those are just some of the lies that I believe. So what are some of the things that you've believed that were not necessarily true? may have been alive from the enemy all roots have these kind of lies associated with them and when our experience lines up with this lie we believe it the untruths are so familiar and we know them all so well that 
it's almost like our wiring is off. We we operate based on what we experience and it becomes our truth opposed to the truth, God's truth about us. Listen, when the Lord comes in to uncover some deeply held wrong beliefs and we learn how to renew our minds in the area where we've been wounded, that's when the transformation begins. That's when we begin to see the transformation. You might be struggling with something right now, going through some of the most painful, confusing circumstances of your life. But if your soul is in a healthy place, you will be okay. Listen, friend, my husband and I lost our son. He was 16 years old when he died of a heart arrhythmia, playing basketball, the thing he loved to do. Our home was broken into. All of our valuables were stolen. My wedding ring, my husband's gun, my my teenager at the time, all of his things were stolen. Now, these are things that happened since I've been a believer, not like before Christ. These are things, very challenging things that we've experienced since we've been walking this journey with the Lord. But if you keep taking yourself into the presence of God and saturating yourself with his word, I promise you, it's not easy, but you'll get through it and you will be okay. So, hey, it's time for Tanaka's Quotes and Notes. I know this is a little bit much, but I just felt like this was something that I needed to share that someone would need to hear it on today. Be willing to question your feelings. It is helpful, healthy, and humbling to admit that maybe your feelings are flat out wrong and they're based on your past experiences. Be willing to apologize when you're wrong. (laughs) Sit with that. Choose to put your mind on the truth of the word of God, regardless of how you feel and what's going on around you. In God's presence, who you are in Christ is revealed to you. It's the time spent in God's presence that makes the difference. This time in his presence will heal your broken heart, heal your wounds, And you'll see, you'll watch God start putting you back together again. Listen, I've gone a little longer than normal here and I appreciate you hanging out with me. I value your time and I appreciate you being with me. Look, connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Tanaka, T-I-N-A-K-K-A Johnson, just like it sounds, or right here on the Anchor app. You can leave me a voicemail and I can send you a voicemail back. Please inbox me, leave me your comments. I'd love to hear from you. I pray that something I said on today impact you in a positive way. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to me. I'd love to pray for you. Until next time, sit with that. <laughs>